What's that? Let's get on with what you're doing, baby. Oh, what am I doing? Brucey Foreman is joining us in the house on Guitar Wank. I can't believe we're still going. <laughs> I can't believe we're still going either. You know, we've done everything we can to ruin it, and it still won't die. It's sort of like a cockroach or something. <laughs> we are the cockroach of guitar podcasts. I think that's <laughs> our claim to fame. Really? There's so many other podcasts now that you probably prefer to listen to. And, um, yeah. But you know what? We'll drag you back down if you listen to this, which is great. Right, just how much better everything will seem if you listen to this. Well, that's a positive. How much better your life will be if you listen to this (laughs) because everything will seem better. Yeah, right? It's better. It's kind of like marrying somebody you really hate and treats you bad because then, you know, it makes time seem longer. You know what I mean? Like a week a week with a woman like that could feel like a year. And then, you know, when you're at the end of your life, you've really lived a long life. Long. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I cannot relate. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, how you been, man? Uh, you know, I've been really busy. Uh, I've, I've, I did a live stream. Well, I, it's a dead stream, actually. <laughs> I did a dead stream from Kumba Jazz Center in uh, Santa Cruz. They're... They're recording stuff, and then they kind of meet it out like in two half-hour sections. You play an hour, and they cut it into two half-hour shows that they're going to put up on their, I don't know, their YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Right. So I did that Monday. I uh, had just a couple little local gigs around town. Right now, after we do this, I'm going to be on that that really cool new website, together.co, the number two, gthr.co. He's come up with this like guitar centric, really cool website. It's like Netflix. You kind of subscribe monthly, but it's got like every week he's got tons of master classes where you, where it's interactive. If you want to go and check it out live, you can either in the chat room, you can ask questions or you can even go online, you know, like in, in a picture in picture. Wow. And I, this is, I think the fourth one I've done. I'm kind of the resident jazz junkie. Now, and, um, I went and checked this out. Now, this is with you, and there's who else is on this as well? Is well so Bruce I mean, Foreman? You know, a lot of people are doing it. J.D. Simo, Josh Smith, Kirk Fletcher, Greg Cock. David I mean, Grissom, I saw on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and it's just really cool. You know, this guy loves guitar. He worked with Disney and Fox on the tech side, so he knew how to put together a good site. And he just had this idea that the community would support, like with a subscription method, uh, subscription, you know, uh, model. Right. That, that they, you know, like you pay, like, I don't know what it is. Oh, Robin's calling me just a second. Uh, name drop. Oh, wow. Robin just Fortune. name dropping. Robin Williams. Hello. Okay, cool. Well, we'll see you. We're waiting. We're warming it up for you. <laughs> all right see you in a while so um yeah so he's kind of found a really cool subscription you know model for it and i think it's like ten dollars a month and you get all these master classes plus all the archives right, it's really fun I, hold it i think we got we're going to come back to that but we've got a special guest jumping in we got enough of that let's move on we'll, we'll get more of that whoa 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 Hey, Robin. Hey. Hey, How man. How you going? I'm doing good. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm a little late. 
You're fine. There's there's no time like uh, guitar wank time. So thank you for joining us. It's always better to be behind the beat, right? <laughs> Depends on what <laughs> instrument you're playing. <laughs> Robin, welcome, man. Mr. Robin Ford, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. This is awesome. Uh, last time we all got together was here in the studio. We yeah. had pizza and was it scotch? Did we was scotch? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that was a good night. That was good fun. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. How you been, man? How's uh, Nashville treating you? Well, you know, of course, we've all been dealing with the COVID thing. Um, and uh, there, there were, um, you know, I, I was producing records before this thing happened. And I was really happy with that. So the producing thing got shut down. So when that occurred, I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> you know? And I thought, I'll produce my own record. And um, I have a deal with a label. Uh, it's called Ear Music. And they're, uh, they're the recording um, part of a company called Edel Music, which is a huge publishing company in Germany. Right. So it's primarily European, but they are international. <clears throat> and uh, I owed them a record. So I said, hey, you guys want me to make my record? And they said, yeah. So Great. I've been making a record. And uh, we just mastered it literally, I would say, a, a week ago. Oh, wow. Now, yeah, so I, it's done. Robin. So what do you think is coming out? Well, you know, these guys, they like six months. So they're, they're, they're shooting. They were shooting for August. It might wait until September. Right. Now, awesome. I got to ask as a huge fan, Robin, like in where you are in your career now and mm -hmm. you got to make a new album, how do you even approach that now? What, like, where, where does your head go with all that? You know, so it is a good question because, especially after all these years, you know, and having done so many different things, um, what I have had the pleasure of doing. Uh, over the last couple of years is, um, well, I've done two records with the great tenor saxophone player, Bill Evans. And, uh, you know, he was with Miles when Miles first came out of retirement, first yep. five years with him. And uh, so Bill and I have now made two records. We went to Japan once and we were supposed to go again. And then COVID hit and it's been bumped like four times. So wow. now it looks like we're going to in, uh, February 2022. Yep. Uh, crossing my fingers on that one. But my head has really been in instrumental music, even on the production side. You know, uh, the artists, um, I was producing John Jorgensen. We're halfway through a record. Oh, wow. And, and that came to a halt. Uh, um, Paul Franklin. Right. You guys know who Paul is? Yeah. Yep. The great steel player. He was you know, like year before last inducted into the country music hall of fame. He's never made a record of his own getting together to produce a record on him. Vince Gill was involved. Like just oh, so man. instrumental. Yep. And I was writing instrumental with Bill for Bill for our projects. And I was writing for Paul, John, I, I wasn't writing for, but my head has been in instrumental music. What What's John so, doing? Is he just sticking with the gypsy stuff or? Well, it started out um, more, uh, you know, string band, oh, bluegrass, okay. yep. and a little bit of gypsy. Wow. 
Cool. Uh, but, you know, again, it, it, hold, it got holed up. Yeah. But, you know, again, it's been like instrumental music is where I've been at. And so I'm like, I'll make an instrumental record. And I haven't made an instrumental record since Tiger Walk, which was like 1997. Yeah. Yeah. So on my own, under yeah. my own name. Yeah. So like, this is good. I'm really happy with it, man. Really happy. Oh, this is exciting go. stuff. So That's how many great. tracks are we going to get? Well, and it was to be nine, but, but um, some of the performances are kind of long and uh, they're, they're going to be releasing vinyl. So vinyl couldn't handle all nine. <laughs> so it's eight. Right. Are you going to put the ninth on like a bonus track on the CD or something? There will be, not on the CD, like they, they don't want to do the CD differently from the vinyl, but they're creating a box, a box set, so to speak, which will be vinyl, act, you know, free you know, access to the CD, special pictures, little things, uh, and one of them will be the other track. So it will be released uh, in, in that special package. Wow. So people have to pay more money. <laughs> Man, so uh, how was how'd you do the album? Well, and who's on it? Yeah, um, I got together with a band that I had thought I would cut the record with. Mm -hmm. Great uh, Nashville musicians, and uh, uh, we were struggling. You know, uh, we weren't in the studio. I had a different way that I could sort of check it out that everybody got paid. I did this thing for South America. So I used this group. And so I got to feel them out before saying, hey, do you want to make a record? You know? And uh, first day wasn't so great. I got together with a, uh, a different bass player with the same situation. And it was like, man, you know, whenever you make a record, you are, and you invite other people in, they are influencing you and your music. Right? Yeah. You don't really get to make your record. <laughs> right. The one that you heard, unless you're lucky. And it happens, but it's rare. So I just realized there's no way I can give this, this record over to that guy's feel or that guy's feel. It has to be my feel, period. You know, That's right. just where my head was at. Right. And um, it's been in other places. You know, It's not always like that. But in this case, so... 75% of the record was made with my co-producer engineer and myself in his studio. Wow. Him wow. in that chair, me sitting on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy the process doing it that way? Great. Yeah. So then we would, uh, you know, we set tracks out to drummers, you know. Um, so Keith Carlock is, is on one track. Uh, he's here in Nashville. Yep. Send it to him. He put drums on at his house, you know. Uh, Shannon Forrest, a great drummer. He's with Toto now. He's played with a lot of different people. Right. And I met him through Michael McDonald some years ago. Great drummer. He's on a, a few tracks. He, uh, we cut one thing live and we did one thing live together. I brought the tracks to his house. Uh, Toss Panos is on a couple. Mm. Toss and I work together. You guys know him. He's yep. in L.A., you know. Uh, he's on some of the record and last, but certainly not least Nate Smith. Oh, Nate. I've played with Nate. He's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Amazing. He moved to Nashville last July. Oh, he did. 
he's here. Wow. So I was talking to Brian Allen, and I asked him about bass players, and he said, uh, or drummers, and he said, you know, Nate Smith moved to town. I went, that's all I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I called him up. I said, would you be willing to enable? And he goes, yes. And I wrote two songs for him. Wow. <laughs> Nate is a badass. I played with him, wow, like 20 years ago. And we in had him in our band for a little bit. And uh, everyone Where? looked at the drummer. <laughs> no one looked at us anymore. He's Was so that amazing. in New York? Where Sorry? were you? Oh, in Where Los were? Angeles. Okay. So Nate used to be in LA? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is around 2000, around that area. All right. And he was, yeah, he was phenomenal back then. So I can't imagine yeah, he's how amazing. One of those guys. Yeah. Fan- he was probably phenomenal when he was eight. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Wow, mm-hmm. man. This is exciting stuff. What's the album called? It's called Pure. Pure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try something. All right. <laughs> this is the album cover. I wonder if we oh, can cool. see it. It's oh, actually wow. a photograph of my Telecaster. See? Oh, yeah. nice. This is taken by my girlfriend. Oh, that's a great shot, man. Yeah. Killer shot. It's really. All the texture in that. Exactly. Wow. All the years, man. You can see it in this photograph. What, yeah. what year is that, Telly? 60. 60. Yeah. And so, I put all of those miles on that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole album is Telecaster? No. No. I think the telly, I, I played a bunch of different guitars. I right. played the telly on, I think, maybe two yep. out of eight. Played a Les Paul on two. Played a Paul Reed Smith on two. Right. And my Epiphone Riviera on, on a couple. What What was the PRS that you played? Well, he's been been very, he's been working very hard to make a guitar for me, you know, that I really love. And uh, he, he's he's finally done it. Wow! So it's a it's it's it will be a Robin Ford model, um, and uh, it's it's you know it's a McCarty, but we've made some adjustments, and he really worked on the pickups a lot for me. Yep. But I'm not saying this because uh, I'm doing a, a guitar of his, uh, but I, I'm saying it out of wonderment. His guitars are the easiest playing guitars. I, I just can't even believe it. Yeah, I recently played a the David Grissom model, mm-hmm. and floored how amazing. Uh-huh. Just like uh-huh. wow, why why play, <laughs> why play other guitars when this makes it so easy? So tell me, does it have the wraparound bridge? Um, or does it have the stop tailpiece type thing? Oh, geez, I don't remember now. I don't remember. Does I had a friend it lend it to me, so uh-huh. yeah, to try so it. He makes this amazing wraparound bridge, which is what I'm using. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Do you know when that will come out? When that's available, or you're not sure yet? He will be. Uh, he said I spoke with him about three days ago, and he said we'll have a guitar for you too. He's going to send me two in about two weeks. Wow. So once we are like all happy, you know, and I've seen a bunch of guitars already. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So we'll, we think we have it dialed in now. And uh, so I'll see that guitar within, you know, 10 days or so. Yeah. And at that point, it'll be okay. So I don't know how long it takes them to, you know, to, to pull that off. Was there anything you were particularly going for with that guitar or trying to go for with that guitar? Well, yes. 
um, you know, my, you know, I, I've played that Telecaster for so many years and so much because it's just quite simply the best guitar that I have. Mm. It just is. Yeah. And um, my, uh, my alternate, you know, is a Les Paul of some type. And I've been through 10 Les Pauls over the last several years. Many of them vintage, you know. I can't afford a 59 Les Paul, you know, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> or a 58 or a 57 or a 56. Yep. But I've bought some 54s and 55s and a 53 and a 52. And, you know, it's just like there's just always something a little funky, you know, about those old vintage guitars like that. And so I've been trying to have actually the perfect Les Paul. So that's what I'm going for. And with Paul Reed, you know, we seem to have, you know, yeah. dialed something pretty, pretty great in there. Wow. So yeah, I was, I had, big part. I, I had my heart set on a, a David Grissom model, but maybe I'll have to wait. <laughs> ah, you want to, yeah, check out, you know, yeah, because I'm big on the split pickup thing, you know? Right. Yeah. I like the split treble pickup, split rhythm pickup. I like what happens there. But so often, you know, with uh, a lot of guitars, um, they're not beefy enough. You know, you split it and you just, you lose so much volume. I want the split position to be loud. Mm. That's what we went for with the, um, the pickup uh, design. Wow. Now, wow. Sorry, wow. go, Bruce. I mean, I just, I'm just wondering, because like, just by nature, you're cutting off one of the poles, right? one of the magnets. Yeah. So it's I mean, how do you manage to get get the power? Is one of is are they not equal powered magnets or something? I mean, I don't, I'm not an engineer. I don't know how you would even do that. I don't either, but I, I suppose just the more wraps, uh, you know. Wow, cool! Sounds like a great idea. I've got a I've got a obviously the same thing where I can go single coil. I love the sound of it, but it's just it's pretty gutless. I mean, it's great in the studio. Yeah, but live, you're just like it's too much adjustment for you know on the fly work so are you saying when you play live you use a humbucking pickup i generally stay with the humbucker yeah i see okay even that guitar I that really i like the sound of it too so i'm not complaining you know so the guitar that i loved of yours which i yeah. have gotten one of those made for myself uh -huh. <laughs> slightly different you know uh but um that's got humbucking pickups. I don't it, think. I well, think well, actually, when you first played it, yeah, it had a single coil pickup. Thank you. That, that had a way of adjusting the output. Okay. You know that I could go with ten ohms or seven ohms. That was the original thing, and um, I found that I wanted a humbucker sound option. You okay. Know? I mean, that's kind of just what I've played my whole life. Makes me comfortable. You know, and okay. so I got. A, a, a humbucker that I split the coil on. So now that same switch that used to just give me low power, high power is now double coil, single coil on a humbucker. So does, does the single coil give you what you want? Yes, uh, quality wise, like I'll use it in the studio sometimes, but not mm -hmm. really on the stage. It's kind of gutless, like you say. Right, right. And, to, and you turn it up really loud, it, it can be noisy too when you have to run so much stuff through it. Your guitar is red, is that right, Bruce? That is correct. It's right here. You flash it. Yeah. Mm. It's a wonderful instrument, man. Man, it gets better every day. Just the other day, man. Sontag. Excuse we me? We got to tell him. 
Sontag, we got to tell yeah, Sontag, Stefan Sontag, S-O-N-T-A-G. Um, just last, I mean, it was like I played a little gig, you know. And a young kid, a student of mine came and sat in. You know, I had him sit in and play a tune. And just, you know, it was feeling great. But just to listen to that guitar out in the room, was like, yeah, I'm liking the way that thing is just hmm. growing You're up. You're saying a young kid played your guitar. Yeah, I let him play my guitar, yeah. you know, sit in. You and it's always hear. great to hear your, even though he's got a different touch than me, you, 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 you know, you know, you know what's coming from the guitar and what's coming from the person. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was really great to hear it out in the room, you know, and, and it's, it's like, it's a solid, I mean, it's solid wood instrument, hand carved. So mm -hmm. every year, the more you play it, the more it learns to sing, you know, it's changed. Yeah. yeah. And wow. I'm really happy with this guitar. It's definitely probably the one I'll ride into the sunset with, you know. So. <laughs> what, what did you get, Robin? What color did you end up getting? Um, we did a sunburst. Mm. Nice. Yeah. You you must be getting close to getting it about now. I actually would have thought that it was would have been here by now from what he said to me. I, I think it's the Finnish guy. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. he's I think he's built the guitar. Yeah, Stefan is always on time. He's a German guy, you know, it's like yeah. vet, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's he's now oh, got Scott Henderson, Robin Ford and Bruce Foreman all playing his guitars. That's that's pretty good. Scott yeah. Henderson is playing his guitars. Scott, yeah, Scott got, got one. one too. Yeah, uh, I I sure think of Scott as kind of more of a, you know, for lack of a better word, fusion esque. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, but he wanted an arch top, and he loved mine. He he borrowed mine for one tune on one of his, on his record Vibe Station. He played, uh, you know, that uh, song of Billy Strayhorn's Chelsea Bridge, I think it was. Yeah, and um, he wanted to play like an arch top, so he borrowed my guitar for that and he liked it a lot so he got one right on i need to hear that yeah okay. it's, it's a lot of, a lot of reverb on it it's almost kind of hard to tell it's an arch top to me you know there's okay. so much processing on it it's right. beautiful though his playing's amazing you know yeah he's a great great guitar player man yeah yeah robin tell me again where you are with your career and that where you are with tone being one of the tone gods in the guitar world where oh. where where you sit and what are you, are you still using the dumble is that still the the main for you or well one thing that has happened it started with my record purple house which yep. was the one before the, the newest one that came out 2018 um it was the first time that I went into the studio. Uh, I, I was working in, um, it's a home studio, you right. know? And uh, so the rooms are small. Uh, the way uh, Casey records is generally, you know, you're not going for a room sound. So if there's no room, the dumble sounds like shit, pardon right. my French. Right. It, it just, you can't hear it, you know? It's too loud. Mm. Uh, or you turn it down and then it doesn't sound very, very good, you know, turned down. It just, it needs to breathe. Thing, breathe yeah. is the word, actually, yeah. yeah. And I was like, whoa, I don't know how to make records with small amps. So yeah. I went on a journey, man. Whew. 
the making of that record was really a journey of me learning how to work with and play and feel good through small amplifiers, you know, in confined spaces. And uh, it worked out, you know, it worked out fine. But when I would go out on the road, I could not take a small amp. So this record, um, I, I did a bunch of overdubs in a, in, a, in a, a different room, in a different space with the Dumble amplifier. Right. You know, just the, the nature of the way we made the record uh, allowed for anything to work. <laughs> you know, big open palette, you know, yep. anything. We can make it, we'll, we can find a way. And I've also been working with little Walter amps. I don't know if you're familiar with little Vince, Walter. Vince Gill plays them too, right? Is, Who? Is Vince, Vince Gill Stratton. playing it? Yeah. Yes. And a lot of the Nashville guys. Paul Franklin uses them. Yep. And, uh, you know, so I have, I used uh, an amp of his, which is a 17-watt amp called the King Arthur. Uh, I used a 50-watt head of his uh, through single speaker, you know, and generally I'm a two-speaker guy, right? you know, two by 12 and 100 watts. So I cut it in half, you know, and that wor worked in the smaller rooms, you know, there wasn't, it didn't need as much space as the dumbbell. You know? Yeah, yeah. So when I used the dumbbell, we went into a bigger room. Right. I just took it into a bigger room and let it fly. Yeah, you know? yeah. Wow, man. Oh, I'm excited to hear this new album. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. That's awesome stuff. Great. Bruce, I'll send it to your email. Okay. You can, you can share it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> With I me will. only. Yeah, only you. Exactly. That, that is the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's... Uh, I, I, is the plan to get out and start touring as soon as possible? Uh, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> Are we I, enjoying really the producer's about... seat? What? Are we enjoying the producer's seat? That's the, that's the chair that I want. You, you, know? did, you did Daniel, right? Daniel Devato? Is that what am I getting? Donato. Donato sorry, Donato. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. That worked. That that turned out great. Yeah. Very proud of Daniel Donato's record. Final CD. It yep. sounds fantastic. Um, but I do have a tour in the kind of Midwest, uh, finishing up in New York City in August. Right. And um, then I'm supposed to go, um, well, I was supposed to go to Japan in September, but that won't happen. So, uh, going to Australia next January. Nice. 2022. Yeah. 2022, I'll be in Australia. And then ideally January, uh, February will be Japan. Yep. Whew, that's a couple of long flights. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't want to tour. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you've, done, tired. you've done a lot, man. <laughs> yeah. You've done a lot. 30 years of really hard, hard work. When you go out with into Australia and Japan, will you take a band with you or get players, yeah. or you'll take a band? Oh no, I take a band. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and you're enjoying Nashville life. Again, we've had this COVID thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's you could have been anywhere, I guess, right? Kind of like that. You yeah. pretty much moved there right when the shutdown happened, right? I mean, well, you, I moved out uh, September 2017, so oh, I had two you know, years. Yeah without covid mm. and i loved it it was great yeah yeah but since covid 
I don't know what to think. I mean, I'm I'm so confused. Yeah, I've got. But I love uh, you know. I, I I have a great relationship. You know, I bought that house here with my girlfriend. We love where we live. Wait, what what part of Nashville? Because I, I got a house over in near Twelfth Street, near Gruns Guitars. Gruns. Okay, Gruns is Gruns. on eight. Yeah, I'm. I got a house near there, walking distance from there. Well, that's great. That's a cool neighborhood. Great We're Nashville. in East Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. East Nashville, like 18th and Forest. Okay, yeah. So, uh, it's right up near the uh, Shelby Park and the golf course. Yeah, yeah. Not that I play golf, I don't. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's secluded, surrounded by green trees. You know, I mean, it, I, I'd take you for a walk, but it's anyway. just beautiful, right? Got a big deck out here, you know, on the back that's you can reach out and touch the tree leaves. You know, they're right there. And I'm living a little bit more of a, you know, well, again, we've all been home. Yeah. 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 So you make it cool. Yeah. It's know? become way more important where you live right now, right? Yeah. Have you got the vaccine? Have you been vaccinated? Or I've we- had my first shot. I get my second one on the 30th. Yeah. How about you guys? I'm, I'm the same. I'm waiting for my second shot. My Ruth? second is tomorrow. Your second one is tomorrow. Yeah. Well, if we don't see you, you again, Bruce, it's been a pleasure. What? Are you gonna go? Are you? You can't wait to go on the road. Uh yes and no. It's been. It's very interesting. I mean, I've I got to say that you know what you're saying really resonates with me in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, I. This is the first year since I've been what seventeen, I think, that I actually lived in my house. Uh, I've always been like going off here, going off there. Maybe I'll come home for a week or a month or whatever. But you know, I'm always thinking about the next time I'm going. You're like Tommy like, Emmanuel. This was like indefinitely. I'm in my house. You know, I'm not so sure my wife is that happy about all this. <laughs> right, go that. But you know, um, no. But you know, for me, it's just like I really love. Be- I'm lucky. I'm in a really great place. Yeah, just I'm an amazing place. So. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I want to go back out and play, but I, I I think I'm going to be a little more selective and not just take every damn thing I can just to do it. Uh-huh. And I've got some bigger projects I'd like to try and do. You know, like my I'd like to continue my red guitar storytelling and playing yeah. simultaneously. It's great, that, very entertaining. Yeah, and uh, and I've got some other other incredible things happening right now. Yeah, really exciting. Really, I mean, like otherworldly exciting kind of shit. You don't want to talk about them? Well, sure. I'll I'll tell you. Um, I'd love to hear. Okay, so you probably could tell from my playing that, uh, uh, you know, I I'm a fan of Barney Kessel, right? <laughs> you could, okay. You know, and and actually, I can he was see my that mentor. now that you say it. Yeah, I always think of you as just yourself, but yeah, right. You know, I mean, I mean. I was on the road with him when I was a kid. He picked me to go on the road with him, like to do those European tours where they had like an established guy and an older, you know, five, five, bro. Yeah. And so I played a lot with him over the years and we were tight. And then he, when he passed, I, I was like in the family with his wife, his widow. And, um, I helped her place all his music in, at the university of Missouri, Kansas city. And she kept the guitar cause he was rare and that he pretty much played one guitar for the bulk of his career, like every jazz record you have, every concert you've seen, yep. like there's only a couple of times where like Aria tried to get him to endorse him and he didn't wow. like it. He played it for a second. And sure. uh, the, the, the guy, he always hated the Gibson Barney Kessel 
model. He hated that guitar. He hated Gibson for making it. And um, <laughs> and uh, and so uh, you know, um, she kept that guitar. It was kind of going to be, I guess, her retirement because, like, just pretty much. I remember when we started talking about it, George Van Epp's guitar had sold, and you know, he was kind of like Barney that he played that one seven string all the time. And it went for it went for a really a lot of money, you know, mm -hmm. like back then, you know, to hear that kind of a price for a guitar, we're talking sure. 15, 20 years ago was a lot. Yeah. And and we assumed that the Barneys would be worth two or three times that given the iconic nature of his career. And yeah. so um, uh, she sat on it and then she decided to let it go. And. I really, she asked for my help and I didn't feel like I could be of help because I wanted it myself and I didn't, uh, I didn't want to feel like I had influenced anything, you know, okay. it was hurting me that I couldn't get it myself, you I know see. what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, I told her about some dealers I knew and then I had just been to the, I, mean, I don't know if you remember when they had the Les Paul auction, they auctioned everything, the Les Paul Foundation auctioned off pretty much everything through heritage auctions. All right. And I even went to that. They, were, they did half of it in L.A. and half of it in New York, but it was like simulcast. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of really amazing historical stuff there, you know. Mm -hmm, no and, doubt. And so I told her about that place. Well, she decided to go with them, and for some reason, it just didn't work out well. And I couldn't even watch the auction because it just hurt me to, that I would, that, that was going somewhere. You know, you know, it's like a yeah. real friend. I. I was yeah. with that guitar, with him on the road when that headstock got broken off in Australia. <laughs> we okay. were on the road together. You know, what I mean, that's how I go back with that. And yeah, so, um, so, anyways, it sold for some ridiculously low price. Oh. And and by the time the auction house took their fees, I mean, I could have bought it for that price. Yeah. And but it's gone. But it luckily went to a nice guy who's a player who really loved Barney. He was from Oklahoma too, and loved Charlie Christian, you know. And yep. And so I kind of became internet pen pals with him, and I'd let him know whenever I came to his town if we could hang out. But he was always working. We never ever did get together. Well, I know this is a long story. Sorry, but uh, just last Thursday, just last Monday, I played at Kumba. Jazz Center in, in sure. Santa Cruz. I know that's true. Yeah, and um, and I was there. They were recording us to to put on the web, and I just had the heaviest hit of Barney when I was there, and it was because I'd played there with him like thirty five years ago. Uh huh. And so I just dropped an email to that guy and said, "I uh, hope you're, you know, I'm just, I was here in Cuba and I was thinking of Barney, so I thought of you, you know, hope you're getting along with the guitar. If you ever sell it, yeah, please give me a shot. Yeah. And he emailed me back and he said, wow, so amazing that you would call right now. I'm kind of selling my collection. He says, I sold a bunch of L5s that all these dealers and they really want the Barney guitar, but I... I think it should go to a museum or a player. I don't think it should go to a collector. Yeah. You know? So he um, he told me I could buy it from him for what he paid for it. And then he also, because I think he felt bad about what happened to Phyllis, Barney's wife, you know, yeah. not getting what a retirement it should have been. Yeah. Uh, he bought 
a couple of boxes of her personal effects of Barney's, like letters from Brian Wilson and Oscar Peterson and all sorts of personal wow. stuff. And yeah. he gave her a good chunk for that. So the deal was, uh, I get the guitar for what he paid. I have to buy the other stuff to go along with it for what he paid. I have to go pick it up because he won't ship it. And I have to give him a guitar lesson. <laughs> okay. And you said, no way on the guitar lesson. <laughs> right, right. This is going to be the most expensive guitar lesson you ever got. Yeah. <laughs> no. And so I'm super excited because it's going to come home. You know, it's, it's in a yeah. weird way. It's, you know, I mean, Barney always liked me because I didn't play like him. I just mm -hmm. dug him and we both had a similar way of approaching playing. Not, yeah. you know, he even told me that when he, when he picked me to go on the road with him, he says, I picked you because you play the way I like to play, but you don't play like me, you know? Right. And, uh, and so it's just kind of like that guitar. I have all those memories with, you know, and it'd be just nice to have it. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, there was a thing I wanted to do before Phyllis sold the guitar, which is, You've heard those pole winners records, right? Those trio records he did with Shelly Mann and Ray Brown. Whenever they won the Downbeat Readers poll, every year they'd go in the studio and make a trio record to celebrate it. They're, they're these iconic jazz trio records. I see. And um, I know where Shelly's drums are, and I know where Ray's bass is, and I have a friend who has Barney's amp. Oh. So what I want to do is get the instruments back together uh-huh. And get guys who were mentored by those respective players wow. and sort of just redo that set because they would just get together and pick tunes and make arrangements up on the spot and just a jazz session. That's marvelous. And and so I kind of want to, and it's like 60 some years ago now. Mm -hmm. And we'll just redo, I mean, we'll just redo it. And then so so I'm really super excited about no you know, kidding, making it happen, you know. Well, this, this should be videoed, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, you should get PBS on this sucker. Boom, Ken Burns. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so, um, yeah, I'm so so. I'm just totally stoked because I just found out. Yes, we did the deal yesterday, and I just got to go get it now. Where well, you got you got to go to Colorado? Yeah, Colorado. There you go. Not road far trip. from California. It's a good road trip, and now that things are opening up, maybe I'll make like I'll. I'll drive it and I'll do a bunch of gigs on the way there and the way back. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. You now, should that be able to playing, now that I'm pretty much playing solo, it's kind of easy. You know, I don't have to worry about a band, you know. I know. I'm, I'm just so jealous of you guys. I, I can't do that. I have to have a band. I, well, I might as well not plug in Yeah. if I don't have a group. Right. Are you, are you <laughs> singing much these days, Robin? Are you, you're enjoying that still? I, well, I have not been, and uh, you know the instrumental thing has really loomed large. Yeah, I've done almost no singing in the last two years. I mean, we haven't been performing, of course. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but uh, I've really moved back in the instrumental direction, and I actually just started warming up my voice uh, day before yesterday for the first time because uh, I have a show at the City Winery here in Nashville on uh, the twenty fourth, April twenty fourth. Oh, I think I might be there. In wow, Nashville. that's opening up. They're opening up that much already. Well, it's it's you know limited capacity. Right. I think it's 150 tickets are sold. We're doing two shows uh, that evening, and both of them will be live streamed. Nice. So it's a live stream event that people can you know 
Yeah. Make it go down, and it's going to be my next record. It'll be a live album. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, and I've got a great band. I've got Nate Smith on drums. Yep. I've got uh, Anton, Anton Nesbitt on bass, yep. who's a Nashville cat. Wonderful. Uh, Jeff Coffin on yep. saxophone. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Jeff from Dave yep. Matthews' band. Yes. Yep. We just did a little rehearsal today, hanging out. He is a wonderful cat, a wonderful player, and uh, has, uh, well, he, he has Yosef Latif's bass flute. He has one of his tenors. It's, it's sort of like your story. You know, it's like guys who, you know, were close enough to guys to like have that kind of a personal relationship, wind up with an instrument, something like that. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, another tenor player that I met today for the first time, Jovan. Uh, Jovan. See, I just met him. Yeah, yeah. His last name is Quelo. Quelo, yep. So I've got Nate, Anton, two saxophones, and they're multi-read, you know, and myself on guitar and vocals. And I will, you know, probably half the set will be vocal and half of it will be just stone instrumental. You know? Wow. So where do you even start trying to pick the tunes, man? That's a tough one. New album. Oh, it's all new tunes. The new album. Uh, we're going to play a lot of the new album. Uh, a couple of older things. Yep. Uh, like from Jing Chi. Mm-hmm. That was an instrumental. Those were all instrumental. And then uh, I'm revamping a couple of my songs uh, that I've written, you know, like vocal numbers that uh, right. do a different arrangement to it, you know. And maybe one or two new vocal songs great oh man we'll we'll have to make sure we share that with our um our listeners and so everyone can check that out yeah april 24th two shows city winery city winery so are are you playing any local gigs or not that nashville hasn't been opened up has it of late well you know it is i mean city winery is local right you know they have shows almost every night wow limited capacity third and lindsley you know, that's where the time jumpers play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're there on Monday night. Time jumpers are there every Monday wow. night. You know, Vince is in the band. Yeah. I'm going to be so out. I'll, I'll be out there. I think I'm out there next week or the week after for a, a four or five days. So hoping, man, I'd love to see a live show again. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I hear you. If you were going to be out here, I mean, like, boy, you know, we have limited capacity and like 10 guests per show and, Five guys in the band. Yeah, no, I, I totally would invite get it. you as my guest if I could, if you were here, man. Well, I, I appreciate that, mate, but I totally understand. <laughs> I, I would totally, be happy to. I totally understand. But uh, that's fantastic. So producing-wise, what's happening there? What, what's down the road? Yeah. Uh, you know, Paul Franklin and John Jorgensen. Jorgensen, <laughs> yeah. So you're going to get those out of the way and then reassess everything. <laughs> And yeah, you know, see what happens. I mean, everything is just changing, you know, yeah. everything is so uncertain, you know. I mean, I, I think about moving to Australia, man, you know, and just hanging it up. You know? Yeah, you go, <laughs> you moved to, where would you live in Oz if you went down under? Sydney. Yeah, yeah. We were, I spent two weeks in Sydney just before COVID. We, were, we came, just got back in America just before COVID hit. But yeah, man, Manly Beach, oh, I'd be happy. Where there. are you from? I'm from Victoria, Melbourne area, yeah. country Melbourne. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, Los Angeles has kind of lost its luster. I yeah, kinda, I kind of feel it's, it's got a bunch of grime on it. Yeah, it's got a shitload <laughs> of grime and a shitload of everything at the moment. It just it's lost yeah. its luster and wick. And I think, as you said, the world's changed so much. Everyone's we want quality, right? If you're going to be stuck at home, you might as well have quality. Sure. Sure. So, um, I th- I think. A lot of people, I know a lot of my friends have left Los Angeles and gone el- other places, other countries even. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, everything's... That's, that's been my thought, other countries. Yeah, yeah. New I've t- lived in New York, I've lived in Colorado, you know, San Francisco, LA. Yeah. I've really been around and traveled, of course, all over the place. And, you know, now Tennessee, which where else would I want to be as a musician, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. My, at this point in my life, you know, there's no way I'm going to be producing records in, in L.A. It's just not going to happen. The kind of records I would make aren't even made there. Yep. And so Nashville's it. And it's like, I'm still just kind of wondering, you know. You, so you, you'd get up and move again. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. will. I think Australia will. would have you too, mate. Man, <laughs> you know, I just I love Sydney. It's a great city. Right over there. So Yeah. It's yeah, you know, and it's really it's not that far when you consider everything. It's just really asleep, and you're there, kind of thing, you know. You mean the trip between the U.S. Yeah, and- yeah. Uh-huh. it's just it's just draining. That's a lot of work to get mm-hmm. on to go through that whole travel process. Yeah, I, I talked to a, a friend of mine, a woman promoter. She was promoter of some shows I did over there, and I said, "Man, it's a long way." She's in New Zealand. She yep. goes, no, "It's not." Yeah, uh-huh. she does it. She's like. Like like you just said, yeah. you know, 24 it's, hours later, you're there. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But time you leave your door, it's 24 hours because the, all the bullshit at the airport and all the crap. Long trip, man. <laughs> yeah, it is a long trip. But yeah. um, at the moment, they're not letting anyone in anyway, so we can't go at the moment, Yeah, which kind of mm-hmm. sucks. But Well, so January, I'm... I'm assuming everything's going to be okay. I think you. I think you'll be right. Cross, God, man, uh, you you haven't been directly affected. Well, I mean, personally, known many people that have had coronavirus, or you've known. I know some people who have had it. Yeah, got through it, and that's what Paul Franklin. He got it. Oh wow. Yeah. So, and um, so that's what shut down the record. Yeah. Yeah. And then he became very like. Okay. Want to give it to anybody? Pardon? Is he okay? He's okay. Uh, he is, he, but he was really sick for about two and a half months. Wow. And both of his parents got it. And his mom actually developed complications and passed away. She was in her 90s. Right, right. It was very sad. Yep. And, uh, you know, so he just really went through it. And he's like, hey, man, I can't wait to do something, but I just can't right yeah, now. You know? Yep, yep. Taking care of his dad. Yeah, yep. So it was a big deal for him. And John Jorgensen was like, you know, hey, man, I, it, it freaked him out. Uh, th- there were a lot of things that just, you know, he was like, I just need to step back. Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure. Did he stay yeah. in Nashville or did he stay out here in, in Ventura? Nashville? Yeah, Ventura, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I haven't spoken with him it since. Yeah. Tried to get in touch with him, but he really just went off the, off the uh, grid. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, so. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> give me a call, John. <laughs> yeah, 
Hey, John, give Robin a call. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We were supposed to have John on the show. We've got to get him on the show. He's such a, I'm okay. such a fan. I'm such a fan of his, what he does. He's fucking. Oh, man. Master. Yeah. I was on the road with him in France for uh, about two weeks. And I was like, uh, he just became my favorite guitar player. He like, oh, there's my favorite guitar player. I mean, all the stuff that guys, I mean, so many players reference John as, you know, the guy, you know, I know Brad Paisley is a huge fan of John's and yeah, man. And now he's gone to this whole, the gypsy stuff he's done. He makes you want to pick up the gypsy jazz stuff because it's, it's so killer. Is yeah. there anything that guy can't do, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> and are you uh now do you get approached for a bunch of session work these days robin are people like oh we're gonna get robin on this or no no and you're probably in happy with that yeah <laughs> yep people send me things yeah. you know and i'll i'll do a you know i'll go into a studio and you know record a couple of solos and send it back you know right i'm doing that here in nashville people don't think of me yeah, as a session player, you know. Well, you, you're an yeah. artist. Yeah. I mean, it's actually been a, a little bit of a curse on that side of things. Like, I, I've heard this on many occasions. So, like, oh no, you know, we wouldn't call you Robin. We figure you're out there doing your own thing. I'm like, I'm home sometimes. <laughs> I'd love to work with you. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> do you, People don't think of me, man. Do you see yourself with the producing thing, like? taking on all aspects of that or is there a certain road you want to follow with that you mean a style yeah, well style or is it i mean instrumental vocalist like or it does just whatever you like and want to be involved in well you know what something i realized you know um and i don't know to what extent you guys have dabbled in producing on your own but something that finally struck me about um producers successful producers um, this can almost sound uh, negative, but I, I don't mean it to be so. But their their records all sound the same. Mm. You, you buy a record produced by Team Bone Walker, it sounds like a T Bone Walker record. You buy a record produced by Daniel Lenoir, it sounds like a Daniel Lenoir record. You buy a record produced by uh, Mutt Lang. <laughs> Who? Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang. Wow. Well, that's that's way back there. But I was thinking more contemporary. Who's the uh, Blake Mills? Yeah, Blake Mills. Yep, one of the greatest, you know, current talents I feel, you know, in, in that whole world. And sounds like a Blake Mills record, you yeah, know. Yeah. So developing a style is actually a thing, you know. And generally, those producers are producing a certain type of artist. Yeah. That fits their production style, you know. So it seems to me that it's in the, you know, like. The way I look at it is players who are interested in, you know, like a little bit larger group, mm -hmm. a large group that in, uh, allows for more sounds, you know, a little bit more possibilities. Yeah. But the point is, you know, and ideally guitar players. I like guitar players. Yeah. That's, yeah. the, that's what I know about. I know about guitars, and I, I've been recording, making records for a long time and with a lot of other people, you know. And So all of this stuff, I have a ton of experience now that it's like I would like to offer that to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, do you, how do you look at 
on the business side of things, because you know, making an album now and having trying to pay the bills with that album and get some success with that is completely different to what it was, say, 20, 30 years ago. So it doesn't even work like that. Yeah, it's all, all different. So how do you approach that when someone says, oh, I want Robin to produce it? It's like, well, are we actually going to make any money off this? Or what's, what's your thought process there? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't go into it to make money. I go into it to make sure that at least I get my money back because mm-hmm. I usually invest. Yep. And uh, that's okay with me. Yeah. I just want to make records. I want to make music, you know, and for something to be successful, that's going to be a fluke anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. You know, like what I like doing is I like magnetizing energy, you know, because uh, it's a, another, it's like one of my chops now, you know, like after this, you know, lengthy career, I can get anybody on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. Paul Franklin's record. And this was all arranged, you know, but the, the, the supporting band, you know, Keith Carlock on drums, Victor Krauss on upright bass, right. Vince Gill and me, as you know, supportive electric guitar players, and uh, another guitarist you you all may know. Um, his name is Richard Bennett, Nashville guy. Yeah. Richard was going to play acoustic specifically. You know, Vince and I on electrics. So I mean, I can put together a band like that, and they will show up just to be there. You know what I mean? Everybody just wants to be there. So that's my chop. Mm. <laughs> so. If anybody's interested in this incredible friggin' record, you know, I hope they find it. Wow. But at least not the incredible friggin' record, you know. Well, That's I'm, all a huge, I care about. I'm a, sorry, Bruce, go ahead, mate. I just got to say, you know, from listening to play for the years I have, uh, you know, that's not dissimilar from the way you play. I mean, when you talk about connecting energy and, you know, that. That's always been a thing that I've related. I mean, besides your amazing voice and the things you play, it's just the ability to elevate the world through your wow. music. You know, and that, no, that's that. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that that would be a talent that would be very transferable in other ways. Awesome, man! Thank you. Really, I do appreciate that. Sure, <laughs> I'm flattered, and uh, I, I, I thank you. I'll produce your next record. Man, I'd love that. How is good record on you, Bruce? Okay, I'm ready. I'm open-minded. You know, (laughs) I would gig. Let's get Bruce on some pedals and an amp. Big amp. (laughs) No, we don't need to do that. No, no, he He don't need no pedal. No, he doesn't. That's for sure. Break and an accelerator is all I need. (laughs) Yeah, the accelerator. Break and an accelerator. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Robin, how was how was Vince, who is serious, one of the baddest musicians, yeah. singer, songwriters, guitarists on the planet? I mean, the guy is just unbelievable. How was it working with Vince? Just a pleasure. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I mean, it's just he's, you know, he's he's a friend. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's a great guitar player. There is no nicer cat. You know, you know. So I'll say to him, you know, like so, you know. You know, let's let's get together and have lunch, and he'll say, "And dinner." You know, he wants to spend the day. You know, 
And uh, of course, he's you know married to you know Amy Grant, who's just like you know God's angel on earth. You know, yeah. just these wonderful people. They're lovely together. And um, he just plays his ass off, and he's so humble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would have been you know we've we've jammed you know, but it would would have been my first time to like really do something you know with him on Paul's record, and so I'm just itching for that to to come back so that we can actually work together. Yeah, yeah. So you you don't know when that's going to start up again? Nah, Paul is very skittish. You know? Yeah, I think maybe I'll call him right after you and I get off here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But understand, I mean, man, everything changes when family. You know, you got to deal with that kind of stuff, that heaviness, and yeah, big deal. Big shit deal. gets real real quick. So yeah, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah, man. Well, I, I know we can't keep you too long, and I know Bruce has got to run too, but, man, i got to say, and this is this is going to be my new mantra, just telling it how it is, because we don't know the next time we'll get to say it, but you are seriously the baddest motherfucker on the planet for me, and you've always have been, and love what you do, and your tone, your wow. everything, man. You've given us all so much, so thank you so much, and please just... Keep doing what you do. I'm amongst giants here with Bruce Foreman and you, and um, such a pleasure. You, you, awesome. I can't wait for these albums, man. We'll we'll promote them and share them with everyone. Love your work. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm sending it off to y'all right after we hang up. Please do. Thank you again for all the inspiration and your friendship, and I'm looking for a lot more. And maybe maybe one day I'll get lucky enough to have you produce a record. That would. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you. That would be a dream for me. We'll be talking. That okay. would be an amazing album. You guys We're gonna should make do it that. Happen. We're going to make it happen. I'll All film right. it. <laughs> All right, guys. Be well, man. Stay See safe. You. Thanks a lot. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. All right.